What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Signutron Spewtron. So, a couple things happened. So, for this episode, uh, I sit down with Full Metal Carrack, and uh, so I actually recorded this episode before the the Kumiai episode. Um, a little bit of like what's been going on, and you know, I mean, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you hear me talk all the time about spirit and how there's this universal like ties that bind everyone. And when I when the Mount Rushmore debacle thing happened, when Trump did his speech there, uh, I said to I was talking to Randy, I was like, man, like we're really like. Native Americans need to be a part of this conversation too. The Black Lives Matter, and I know it's start. It's definitely like picking up. Like, um, the, the, it is becoming a part of the conversation. But I feel like there's so much more that we don't know, uh, and and because like I, for whatever reason, I don't know. Historically, Native Americans have been like swept under the rug. Like I'm learning now that like people actually think that um, Native Americans don't even exist anymore. Like I. I had no idea that people thought that. And and see, this is especially why we should be having these conversations. But anyways, <clears throat> I said that to Randy. I didn't post about it or anything. And then the day after I said that, uh, Full Metal Carrick, he messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, I listened to the Revolution Radio episodes, and I was wondering if you would want me to come on and talk uh, to you about like what's going on in the Native American communities. And I was like, holy shit, dude, like this is exactly what I was just saying. So this is our interview. Um, and it happened before. Oh, and then, yeah. So then two days after we do this, I'm talking to my friend Cecil and then he knows Kara. And then I come in contact with the Kumeyaay people. And, um, and so, and then the border wall protest and everything that's going on there now, that's why I released that episode first. And I'll be continuing to do uh, talks uh, with the Kumeyaay and live on Facebook and things like that. I think we're doing a talk Saturday. Uh, what is Saturday? It is the uh, the 25th. Saturday the 25th at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, I think. Um, might be subject to change. But uh, I just do the talks live on my Facebook. Sig, Sig Neutron. Sorry, I got the hiccups. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so Full Metal Carrick, he's awesome. Uh, so beforehand, he was telling me that he's super shy and super introverted, but he also saw the, uh, the Rushmore thing and he felt compelled to speak out. And I really applaud him and I respect him for coming on the show because for me, it's like, it, it, talking comes naturally. It's just like, I can't stop talking. It's why I call this Sputron, you know? It's like, I just go on a fucking tangent and like I'm doing right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for some people, it's not easy. And uh, he came on the show and we talked. And, you know, in the beginning, it was, it was a little like closed up and shy. But, you know, I was, when I sat down to like put this episode together, I didn't want to... I didn't want to edit it. I didn't want to cut it out because like, I just like real genuine interactions from people. And I think that if I cut around the parts where he was shy uh, or he didn't know what to say or, you know, that I think it would just kind of like ruin the the authenticity and the genuineness of this. Um, but then we start picking up steam towards the middle and like it's a really great conversation and, and we're going to have him back. And there was a lot of things we wanted to talk to, but we didn't get to. So I uh, also wanted to preface with usually like I do a lot of listening when I have guests on, but I did a little bit more talking in this episode because he was so shy. And so I tried to like I was a little bit more involved in like guiding the conversation. But for when he comes back, you know, well, he's got 
we got uh, we got this, man. Like we had a we had a great time, and I'm looking forward to having him back and talking about more stuff uh, and more things that we all need to know. So, uh, without further ado, here is uh, my interview with Full Metal Carrick. So I am here with Full Metal Carrick, and uh, we crossed paths. Uh, well, hello, thanks for joining me, man. Hey, man, it's good to be here. Uh, Mike Nutri. That means hello, everybody, and you. <laughs> right on, man. So you are a self-described uh, illustrator, occult archivist, and bringer of light. <laughs> and dude, when I saw that, like, so I got to explain our like how we cross paths here. So, um, but when I saw your description, I was like, oh yeah, this guy gets it. But so basically, uh, the Trump Mount Rushmore debacle happened, um, and I, I had been. You know, like I'm, I'm doing my best to navigate this as a white person and, and try to be there for communities and open up conversations. And I, I felt for a while that the Native Americans weren't necessarily being included as much into the conversation like of Black Lives Matter, um, which I realize they're, they're two definitely very different conversations that need to be happening. But like we need to be having both of them, I think. Um, and so the, the Mount Rushmore thing made me realize like, I should start reaching out to uh, Native American people and also like learning Native American history. And because like in school, like same thing with like the only times I paid attention in history class were uh, in American history was during slavery and during uh, Native Americans and the genocide. And like they they didn't necessarily sugarcoat it when I was in school, but it was like for Native Americans, it was like, okay, yep. So there was the Trail of Tears, everybody that was horrible. And everybody was really sorry, so they gave Native Americans land, and then everything was better, and everything was happy. And at the end, it was kind of like the story just sort of trailed off into like, you know. And I realized that us as Americans, we have so many misconceptions and uh, ideas, and and you know about Native Americans and Black history. So, uh, so like two days after I realized I want to start doing this, you hit me up out of nowhere on Instagram because <laughs> you listen to Revolution Radio and you ask if you could come to be a part of a guest. And I was like, yes, dude. And it's like, it was just so amazing and synchronistic. And I always say that's how spirit works, man. Like it's, we're, we're all connected. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna, that's my little intro. And so now I just kind of want to like open the floor up to you. Like take it, you have such an interesting life because we've talked about it a little bit before, but like just take us through your story and uh how you grew up and explain yourself to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I grew up on the Southern U reservation in uh, Colorado in the Four Corners area. Um, I grew up like singing in powwows. I grew up on the powwow trail with my dad, uh, just traveling around the country. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, um, so interesting enough, uh, you're Filipino. Yeah, so I'm Filipino, um, uh, and I was. I funny thing is, I wasn't really aware of that until I was probably like eight or nine, really, or something. Uh, yeah, I well because I I've been going to powwows as long as I can remember. That's actually where my mom met my dad, who is he's my stepfather, but you know he's my dad. Mm -hmm. uh, the the. Uh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. See, it's, it, I'm like, 
the, the nerves have just like hit me so hard right now. That's all good, man. I know once you, so once sorry. we turn on like the once it's like oh we know that the the the, the recorder is on. It's like it feels like there's some yeah, kind of weird. invisible so weird. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like i just had this conversation with my mom i was like hey like will you be on my podcast and she's like yeah but i'd get too nervous and i was like well what if i just record you and i don't tell you and then she's like okay yeah. i guess <laughs> yeah, like, yeah see i feel like i was rolling so good before and now i'm just like uh, oh god yeah. <laughs> like make my mom proud <laughs> <laughs> see here's this is what i love about like breaking ice and uh it, like we we put so much pressure on ourselves to like say the right thing and be right and stuff but actually it feels so much better to just be like dude i'm like really nervous right now and like you know just like let's just be <laughs> open about it you know because like yeah. when you try to hide how nervous you are it it makes it worse you know yeah <laughs> yeah all right um so should i just like answer that question again then because i feel like that was just horrible. Oh, sure, yeah. Just take us through, you know, this free-flowing. Where, where do you want to start your story? Just tell us where you were uh, born and, like, were you born on the reservation or? No. Okay, so I, 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 was, I was born in California. I moved there probably around six years old or something mm-hmm. like that. I moved there without my mom, actually, at first for not very long, though, probably, like, a, a month without my mom, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I was never treated any differently than anyone. No one had ever. I I've never been told that I was not part of anything, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess just to clarify everything, everything that I'm saying is as it's been taught to me, and as I understand it, um, this is as much a part of me as be me being Filipino, mm-hmm. you know, and. Both of those things are equally, you know, present in my life. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's the education of, you know, Native Americans or not of Native Americans for. Yeah. So let's like leave. the Native American culture. Yeah. Uh, that's really important right now. Yeah. So let's start there. Like um, what? Because uh, we were just talking and like that coincidentally the trump mount rushmore thing was like the catalyzing event like i saw that you saw that and we both like felt like we needed to do something yeah uh, yeah that was just kind of the breaking point i guess i i I couldn't stay not that i was like silent or anything but i've never been open about my background over social media or anything but i decided to just open it up and start telling people about the culture and what it's really like and you know, like what what people have gone through what they still go through and just answer any questions people had for me because a lot of people like people had really good questions and i think giving them the opportunity just for to have their questions answered without feeling guilty or like they were ignorant or anything mm-hmm. you know it just opens up a good opportunity for both of us. Yeah, absolutely. For me to educate and for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I've said it before, it's like learning the history itself is one of the most powerful things you can do uh, of, of any anyone, like whether you're white or, you know, a person of color or a yeah. native, like, you know, learning the history is that in itself dispels the illusion of, everything is fine because <laughs> like there are a lot of things yeah. that are not yeah. fine <laughs> yeah so if yeah you, i mean 
yeah, maybe right. take us through that. Like what? So w- Americans, we get this idea that everything is fine on the reservations and and like it's all dandy. So, but can you get can you walk us through what life is like for Native people? Yeah. So, well, fortunately, the the Southern U Tribe is like is actually pretty well off. Um, it's not poverty stricken or anything, but well, it has its problems. It's not a perfect place, mm-hmm. but there are reservations that are, are just in horrible states and they have been for so long. They're just completely neglected or people just don't know about them. Like for example, famously the Pine Ridge reservation in South Dakota. It's, I mean, if you just look at pictures of it, it's, it's, you you would think you're looking at a third world country. Wow, it's it's absolutely it's kind of, it's a, it's unbelievable how how it is, and that's that's only one example. There the yeah, so the people in the Navajo Nation right now are actually really suffering a lot. They have no resources really for especially for the pandemic right now. It's just not good news for them. Mm-hmm. They're they're. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, man, I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's okay, dude. No, don't apologize, man. Like, I, I think this is this is. Let's have this fun side conversation too about like, like yeah. nerves. Like, what are nerves, and why do you think? Like, what is it about us? It's like you know, we were totally like me and you were like totally vibing before I hit record, yeah. and we were like totally fine, and then I just, I just really like don't want to say the wrong thing or anything like i don't want to like come with like bad information or not enough information mm-hmm. i guess yeah well you know we're yeah and I, we're, we're all just offering up our own personal perspective of things and we're all yeah. and we're here from a genuine place of trying to do and say the right thing and yeah. you know and that that's that's the blanket that i want to wrap our conversations in you know it's like yeah. we're we're here because we care and it's like you and i said mm-hmm. before it's like we just fucking love humans of all types yeah. and culture <laughs> you know like like yeah. we love to learn about other people's cultures and we want other people to thrive you know mm-hmm. okay so what are some like major issues that uh native americans face like on reservations and things well I, honestly i would say they're just neglected from like help from the the government you know they they've just been shoved into these spaces and you know no one cares about them anymore mm-hmm. like you know alcoholism is like a really common problem on reservations you know and i think i think no one is trying to take care of it mm-hmm. um it's not it's not treated it's not treated like i don't know it's not treated at all actually yeah <laughs> but also yeah just the poverty that people are living in you know people expect oh people people have this misconception that oh tribes or tribes give give all their tribal members like money every month, but you know they're just getting by on those. And it de- depending on which tribe it is, you know they could be getting just like less than a hundred dollars a month or something. You know, I mean, I don't know uh, mm-hmm. the you know exact dollar amounts or anything, but it's it's not as great as people s- seem to think. You know, they're, they're not not everyone is like what people see. Uh, of Native Americans, you know, they see, maybe they are seeing like powwows, uh, where people where people are just cel- like celebrating and dancing and singing, and it's like, I mean, powwows are a beautiful thing. I love powwows, mm-hmm. but that's not all it is. There's like so many issues uh, within all of, all of these reservations that you know these people need help. Yeah, 
I think one of the things that I really uh, started to learn um, when I started getting spiritual is generational trauma. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because, like, you mentioned alcoholism and stuff. And, like, I was an alcoholic for, like, eight years of my life, man. And so I really I understand that particular struggle from a different perspective, right. obviously. But um, and it's uh, it's that it actually like encodes into our DNA, you know, and it's, and it stems from some mm. kind of trauma, uh, that our, our ancestors experienced. And, you know, obviously native Americans have experienced many, many traumas and there's never, mm. there hasn't really been a resolution yet. Like there's, you know, like, sure. We, I guess like, I mean, even saying that, yeah, here, we just sectioned off this little bit of land for you guys. So, um, <laughs> everything's good, right? You guys are good. Cool. Uh, you know, and then we'll probably like if you just, so here, here's the thing, we can start paralleling like um, black history where even though that they said black people were free all throughout the history, they were systemically in like writing in laws to actually screw over black. Yeah. People. And I'm yeah. Just, yeah. And all I, Jim Crow laws and like, I mean, everything today, like just modern Jim Crow laws of mass incarceration. Yeah, absolutely. So as they're. Is there any uh, any specific laws or things on the books that you you know of that like are kind of similar for Native American people? Um, that still exists today. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think. Well, I guess let's let's tackle it from um, like yeah, because exp- like if explain to me how reservations work and like basically just like explain to me like all like like I didn't know anything about Native Americans and the and how uh, life works for tribes like just take take me through that okay yeah so so like so the southern new reservation is area of land where like that was just given to the tribe and it's rich in like natural resources and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so that and the casino is like how all the money is made within the tribe uh as i understand it Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's just where everyone lives you know there are housing projects for um tribal members where you know they can it's not for free Mm -hmm. or anything but you know it's it's easier for them to be housed you know they're like helping their own people of course like okay um so there's a kind of like a communal housing that like uh there's a system in place that makes it cheaper to have communal or like housing or apartments or something i assume or yeah, yeah, like houses and stuff. Uh, not everyone uh, is like that. Mm-hmm. Like living living in these houses, like people have their own houses. You know, my grandma has lived in the same house for as long as I can remember. But also certain plots of land belong to certain families and stuff. Does that stem back from uh, the earlier days when they're like... And, and I, How it was divided up and stuff? Yeah. Like was that like through... Um, I'm actually not sure about that. I guess I would have to ask my dad, mm. um, but I'm, I would imagine so. Mm-hmm. So how much, uh, but, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I wasn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, okay. I'll just start asking a lot of questions and, and, in mm. the, like, um, and I'm acknowledging that I am quite ignorant to, uh, this. So I, I only ask in like genuine curiosity and things. Yeah. So, um, how much of, cause you know, it, it's like, we kind of, we talked about this before, like, uh, like letting kids play cowboys and Indians 
you're basically like you said you were basically like playing genocide you know it's yeah like... yeah it's playing genocide i i mean it's yeah you wouldn't play nazis versus jews you wouldn't play colonizers versus africans mm-hmm. i th- people i think are just it's such a fantasy because it's like this is like something that you see in like westerns and movies and stuff like that so it's just lived on you know and like been okay for -hmm. people to just play like cowboys and indians when these kids they just don't know and it's just it's uh sowing the seeds for you know ignorance and all these kids Mm -hmm. you know so there's they're just starting with ignorance so they have no idea that what they're doing is like actually just not great and they shouldn't be playing games like that i mean it's nice it's cool to i mean you can admire things from afar and I, I, I know that there are kids who are just generally interested in native americans mm-hmm. but that's something completely different than playing cowboys versus indians like yeah. playing playing genocide definitely uh yeah, and it's like and these are the subtle training tools that we have that we don't even realize. And I'm and like talking with you and stuff, and it's like really dissecting it further. It's like it's really it starts to become pretty easy to understand how we've become modern day America because we weren't educated on you know the real impact that has had on real people. Uh, because yeah. you know, like yeah, like I look at like I was taught cowboys and Indians. It's like usually the cowboys are the good guys you know and but it's like <laughs> that and it's that's like such horrible like you know to a kid yeah. that, like i don't know we all love stories and we we watch plenty of cartoons where forces fight each other and things but it's like yeah. but these are like very based on very real people when and it was basically yeah. just propaganda to subvert the realization that like these were actually like genocidal maniacs dude like you yeah know? Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, this is kind of rooted in the Indian problem by uh, Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, the Indian removal, like, yeah, let's get into the Indian Removal Act yeah. uh, of 1830. It was, I believe it was proposed by Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was the beginning of the Trail of Tears. And the Trail of Tears was just the forced relocation of over, I, th- I think... 60,000 Native Americans from their ancestral lands. They were forced west on the Trail of Tears, like over 5,000 miles, I think. They traversed like nine states. And you also, like, we have to look at this through the lens of the time. That was not easy to travel that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. There were no roads. There (laughs) There were no maps. And, like, something, you know, you have to keep in mind is, like, these lands were already occupied by other tribes, you know, and of course there was conflict within that in itself. Oh shit! I never even like realized that. Yeah, it's like something that yeah. Again, it was never the way it was taught to me. It was like all of the Native Americans were grouped up together and they all went together, and it's like yeah. I think people like to think that you know Native Americans were Native Americans, and there, but there are hundreds hundreds of tribes you know mm-hmm. within north america uh as a whole i i think a good know? parallel to like make that make sense is like imagine modern day as if like i mean well maybe not even so actually it's it's more that sounds insensitive but i'm trying to draw a parallel here it's like almost like we all have our different states in america and there's there's definitely a culture that comes with those different states yeah um 
it, but it, it's like it, 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 I guess the overgeneralization would be to expect all of those people to just be one group of people in a sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I mean, that's it's just like it's like as if you would think that all African tribes are the same, you know, yeah. like they're like that continent is gigantic and yeah. like they all speak you know, just different languages and have different cultures. And, you know, it's Native Americans aren't just one group of people. Yeah. Like, I, think... I mean, even within this, within the Ute tribe, man, there's three sister tribes. There are, and my dad comes from two of them. He's actually Southern Ute and Ute Mountain Ute. The other one is Northern Ute. Mm. I believe originally the, the Ute people were 12 bands of people traveling across the Great Plains area. They were um, a, what is the word? Nomadic. Nomadic, nomadic yeah. tribe. Yes, nice. thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's actually, and that's how we have three sister tribes today, is through those. Interesting. Uh, through the nomadic nature of the Ute people. So if we're so we're doing a brief overview here, so the you know the the colonizers come, they start forcing Native Americans off their land. And then we have Andrew Jackson uh, decree that they must relocate, and then what happens yeah. uh, after they relocate? Well. I guess the ones the ones who made it are the ones who the 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 end point I'm not actually sure where it was but it was like a designated just area for Native Americans um but yeah I'm actually I'm not too sure what happened at the end of it but I just know that you know the whole way there was I mean call it a trail of tears man yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely and then uh so what i've feel like i've been learning since then is that uh slowly and slowly they like the government is kind of eroding the native rights away i mean you got things like people building pipelines right through native land and they have it seems like they have no say and then you get like the, you protest it and then like cops show up and brutalize people yeah they they i mean man that and standing rock was that was crazy. Like I knew people who were there, man. Like they were, it was freezing cold and they were actually freezing cold and they were, they were shooting people with water. Like they were just like, like letting like fire hoses and and like they came up, they rolled up with like military vehicles and stuff like, you know, and it's, I don't, I don't know how any of that is justified at all. Like we just keep letting history repeat itself. Absolutely. And it's like it's it's insane that they're they're allowed to just do that, you know. They they can just be, try to run people out of what is still there. The what little part of, of that country still belongs to them. They're trying to build pipelines through their water. Their that their ancestral tribal lands and that was like their tribe's source of water from what I understand. Yeah. Dude, and, you do well, that. Well, that was actually they're stopping that by the fifth of August, I believe. Oh, great! So, good on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't know how anybody can see that situation, see what's happening, and like not be like, guys, what the fuck are we letting happen? You know, like it's, yeah. I, I think it's really time to, for for Americans of all types to come together and and help. Uh, right the wrongs of the past because there are many echoes of it and and it, it has very real impacts on people today yeah yeah absolutely i mean and also back back to just like the history of stuff mm-hmm. like there were over 500 treaties 
that the U.S. entered in with tribes across, like, all around the country. Mm. And each, every single one of those was violated or just blatantly just broken, yeah. you know? Like, and, you know, from, I think all those treaties were from, like, 1778 to, I think, within, like, 100 years or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and those, they were all, every single one of them was broken. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's still, they don't talk about it. No, no one is talking about it. They they just won't have that conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's like how how could you honestly expect the American government to respect treaties when they don't even respect the people they're making the treaties with? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like they yeah. You look at the history, and they were always painted to be subhuman and like mm. like to quote like savage. And it's like the real savages yeah. were the colonizers, dude. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, have you seen have you seen any of those pictures from like human zoos and stuff like uh, the world and like the World's Fair and stuff like holy shit, no. man! They had oh, there's plenty of pictures that you can see, man. There's they had like African people, they had Filipino people, they had like all people from everywhere, like Native Americans. They had them in human zoos. Holy like, shit! Yeah, like you, you can just see these pictures right. Today and it's not even like all these things happen. Not even like a lifetime, basically one person's lifetime ago, like yeah. and a hundred years ago, maybe a little like a, a little over a hundred years ago. But like you can see pictures from like the World's Fair where they had you know like these human zoos and they're dated like nineteen oh six or something. Jeez, like that's dude. not that's not a long time ago, man. It, not it, at all. And it's like those those things that are still out there. This is why I say that learning the history is important because, yeah, I didn't even know that. And it's like, it's not like modern day, like, I guess, like, I don't know, white America is going to be like, yeah, guys, like, look at this proud history that we have of like this, you know, <laughs> it's like, they're just trying to sweep that stuff under the rug like it never happened. But it's like the very real impact of what that happened, like, it's like was passed on ancestrally through generations. And it's like, it just hasn't been made right, man. And that's... That's my big thing. It's like, I really want to know, like, how can we come together and, and make this right? Like, what do, you, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's something I think about, like, every day, actually, man, is, like, I don't know. I really want to know what the answer is because this is a tricky situation because, I mean, I don't know of any other countries that have been, you know, like, the way that this has happened, but this country, like, well, actually, something that, that uh, John Lennon said, it was like uh, on some interview, he, it was on some late night show. He said that people think that there are only a few Indians left, which is just not true. And yeah, he's and he goes on to say that there are millions still left in the country. Mm-hmm. And someday they're going to be asking for their rights back. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were standing next to the black people. So it's either give now or die later. And that's where we are right now. Yeah. Uh, I got chills when you said that because it's like, it, it is like you're already seeing, we're already seeing this organically becoming, it's starting to take place, you know, like when it, the Black Lives Matter movement started um, and that had the catalyst of George Floyd. Well, you know, all of the other killings that have been happening. Yeah. Um, and that visibility helped drive that issue to the forefront and now we're realizing oh well, this group of people have been like so historically screwed over 
how about this group of people too? Like now, now it's becoming like a greater, it's, the conversation is being expanded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, see, and that's why I say it's like, it's a tricky situation because like, how do we carry on from right now to, you know, restoring the country and giving it back to who it rightfully belongs to? And that's, that shouldn't be a radical thought that, is just something that needs to happen because it belongs to them. You can't just walk up into someone's house and say that it's yours now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think if you had to like, if we were just like being theoretical and like, it's like, what do you think that would look like to say? Because like now it's like, now it's like a lot of us grew up, were born here and like told lies. And now it's like, now I guess we're like kind of here too, you know, but it's like, our, yeah. it, it, through the actions of our ancestors, which were unjustified, but it's like now, now we have this situation. So it's like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you see it? Where could you imagine it could get better, or how would that look like to to make things right? I I mean, I just my perfect situation, I guess, or the most realistic situation for me would be if there were a Native American president. Mm-hmm. You know, like if there 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 needs to be like there are politics, you know, within. Uh, reservations so the way it works right now is what a chief is now is a councilman and it's not done by blood anymore it's you know they vote the tribe votes and chooses the councilman my uncle was actually um he's passed away uh but he was the councilman uh when i was a child Hmm. or and like two until up until i was a teenager but i think what needs to happen is it needs to go further than that. It needs to go further than just tribal council and it needs to go up into the U.S. government. Yeah. I wonder and, if... Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Go on. Oh, yeah. I wonder, like... So, again, just, like, throwing... Like, I, I'm i always very honest about what I don't know, but, like, trying to imagine with what I do know, like, I wonder if there could be, moving forward, there could actually be, like... Because, like, I feel like having a president of the United States of America is, like, funneling too much power to a figurehead, even though we have checks and balances. Like, we're obviously, Donald Trump is showing us that, like, what checks and balances, you know what I mean? Like, it's when you have, like, half of Congress, like, Republic, I I just think partisan politics are really screwing up our stuff. And I'm wondering if, like, there was a way to, like, if there was, like, a Native American party and, like, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the black people party, like, I don't know, that it just sounds oversimplified, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? The concept of those yeah, having representation and power yeah. within government. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I absolutely agree with that. I, I don't think there should be one president, like, running this entire country. Mm-hmm. But that's a big change in itself. Sure. So I was, I was kind of just going off of, like, the most realistic thing. The first, first, I guess, would be having a Native American president, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think I think it would be better if there wasn't one person, but more of, like, an entire council. Yeah. Like, of people who are deciding on things. A diverse group uh, of people. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, not just one pure, uh, like, <laughs> group of people. Yeah, <laughs> and the key component is that those... Yeah, the key component here is the representatives are actually connected and engaged with the people because right now the American government it's like it's they it's all corporate interests. They don't they don't care about people, you know. Yeah. And it's like this is affecting yeah. everybody. There's like there are like corporate oligarchs controlling like all aspects of everyone's lives. 
uh, and that in itself affects some communities much more disproportionately than others. But we're all getting screwed over here. Um, yeah. And and I'm wondering too if like maybe I keep coming to this idea that we need to start moving towards like we still need to stay politically active and engaged, but also I think we need to start becoming more community minded too because when we think yeah. politics we're like this person's going to solve my problem this group of people is going to solve our problems but then that that's sort of like you're you're kind of taking the out where it's like i don't have to put in any work to solving the problem you yeah. know but it's like the fact that we're all humans is the problem and that we have to like work together <laughs> to solve our own problem you know yeah yeah definitely i mean I think that's uh, kind of one of the problems with the American government, actually, because, I mean, oh, yeah, actually, that's something that's kind of crazy is that, yeah, I live in Germany. So <laughs> the the government here is, like, pretty, I mean, it's pretty different. Like, there are, I don't even know how many parties there are here, man, but it's not two, I'll tell mm -hmm. you that much. And I, the way I understand it is, like, there are, are always, like, two parties that are kind of like the leading parties mm -hmm. but there are man there are like so many parties but the way they handle things from what i've seen and what i understand is like way more communal and it's just i think an example of like how things should be mm -hmm. like i don't think chancellor Merkel has like nuclear codes you know what i mean i don't think she yeah. <laughs> she, she, she she she's not gonna declare war on on anyone anytime soon or and i don't i don't know that she holds that power you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah and it's that's i think a lot of people don't realize that americans have become the modern day like colonialists like but under the guise of being like the world's like freedom police or something mm -hmm. like but you know yeah. that like come on they're just fighting over resources and stuff you start watching you learn any amount of american history and it's clear that yeah. like it started with um i think maybe truman uh, who was president when he dropped the bombs. I know, yeah, we don't have to diverge into that. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, it was like after America got the atomic bomb, then it's like they were just want to flop their American dick on the table and like, hey, world, like, look at us, dude. You want to fuck with us now? And yeah. it's just like, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, that, that, can't, that can't be the mentality that we have to drive us into a, like an era of like human progress. Like, there's, there's yeah. so many walls being built around everything. And, and the more divided we are, the more, like, it, it's just, it's not going to, it's not a sustainable model, you know? Definitely not. Like, that's, I, yeah, that's why, yeah, all, all of these things, like, things need to be rewritten and revised, like, mm -hmm. from the top down. Uh, everything that we're seeing now is, like, a clear example of that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy to be here so far away from home and, like, seeing that. It, I've like there's like my country is at war with itself right now you know like the things that I'm seeing I, 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 it's like leaving me feeling so helpless and like I don't know what to do about it because the, the people everyone in, in my country is just being abused by police like by the people who were sworn to protect them mm -hmm. and especially they're doing this again to the people who that country belongs to yeah 
So that's a that's an interesting question. How how is Germany collectively viewing what's happening here? <laughs> because like we're, I feel like we're like it's well, crazy time. From an outside perspective, I mean, people are. The, I mean, for people that know, you know, there's not that much media coverage actually, which is hmm. like weird because I think there's not a, enough media coverage from America now to begin with. Hmm. So people aren't seeing it here either. Hmm. But for the people that know. You know, I mean, when all of this started, there were there were Black Lives Matter protests here as well. Like, hmm. I think uh, we were in Berlin when this all started, and I think the day the the, the day after we left, there was like a protest, and I there was like thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there. Hmm. Uh, so the people here are definitely the ones who see what's happening. They are really swinging for the right side. But which is like it's and it's awesome to see. I don't know. It's crazy to see all these other countries protesting in their countries mm -hmm. for something that's happening in another country. Yeah. Because you would never see any Americans do that. Yeah. Like for another. Country. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't. You know, before I moved here, I didn't even. I didn't know who the leader of Germany was, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I had no idea who. I don't even know if I knew any other world leaders. But you know, and that's. You know, that's a really big problem with how America is now. Yeah. But another thing, which is like actually kind of crazy, was one of my coworkers, like he's from Syria. And the day the day I like came back to work after all of that was happening or after all that started, mm -hmm. he kind of just like took me aside and was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. That's like happening to you, too. Now, you know, mm -hmm. like that was something for me that i was like damn that's wow that you, you know like that the the country i'm from is like in a state of civil war yeah <laughs> yeah i would say this is like a cold civil war right now honestly like yeah. and it's not even that cold really um yeah it's <laughs> you know, I, th I think it stems too. It's interesting because like, dude, when I went to Germany, I fucking loved it over there, dude. I love Europe. And it's like, everybody has such a, um, like everybody's almost everybody there's bilingual. Um, you know, it's like they, mm -hmm. they understand different cultures cause there's, they're living so close to cultures. Um, yeah. and like Americans, like we had this mentality basically bred into us that came over, plastered over everything. And then it just became white America and yeah. fuck you if you want to speak a different language, whatever, this is fucking America, and, you know, this is our culture. We're Americans, and it's just, like, it, it just this toxic mentality of, like, we don't teach kids, like, we should be teaching kids languages, like, multiple languages, like, from the beginning. Like, it, that's when you learn languages yeah. the best, you know? And, like, even that alone is just, like, there's just this weird mentality that, like, I, for what what America is and what it claims to be, there's such a disconnect. Is I think is, yeah. is what is we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like there's this. People always say, yeah, it's like a melting pot, and I guess that's kind of true. But it's just it's like a melting pot that's whitewashed. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's like it's like yeah, you can all like like come here, but like this is how we do things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. we do it. No, no, not like, yeah. Like, like your culture is cool and come here and like, we'll eat your food and like, but we're going to do it our way. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Like we'll eat your food, but we're going to complain that it's like too salty or that's too gross or that. So change that, that, or that it's, it's like, here. 
Yeah, it's like, see, dude, I love like eating, like, is it, Randy got me into food and like, I love eating at like true places that like are true, like a true yeah. Vietnamese place or like a true like Singaporean place. Like, Absolutely. it's like, because like the flavors are bold and they're way different than yeah. anything you experience in America. But then it's like all these Americans say, well, that was, I didn't like that. You know, like I, yeah. I used to get this dish that had like chicken gizzards with it. And like, first I was kind of grossed out, but I was like, you know what? Like, why am I grossed out? Like, it's just like, let's just do this. And like, I was, it was so good. Like I don't eat meat now, but, um, but mm-hmm. this slowly over time, they took that part out of the dish because I guess people complained about it. And it's just like, dude, like that's the traditional, like, Stop changing the culture to fit your tastes. Yeah, man. And that's like that's like a such a sad thing to see happen too is like is like people changing their their foods for the the white palate, you know? Yeah. Like that's how you end up with Panda Express. Yeah. And like it's <laughs> how you end up with a bland, sugary, shitty mess. Like that's that's what we're that's yeah. what everyone's like. Yeah, that's, that's how you like I, I promise you. Chinese people do not know what General Tso's chicken is. It's made up, or, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's or, not even a real or dish. Or like Beijing beef or something. Yeah, like, but yeah, what you were saying, for example, one of this restaurant that we love here, uh, it's like a Nepali restaurant. Mm-hmm. And man, these people, oh, they're so amazing. It's I, I, I think they're a family, but you really, it's it's like you're eating in their house. It, that's what it feels like they you walk in and they're they're just like so happy to see people coming in and they want they want they're like smiling the whole time then they want to like they want to share this with you and they're so happy that you that you even came in the door and you want to like eat their food and like it makes me it just makes me feel so good that i can experience that for them and or i can experience that and that they can share it with me yeah yeah it's just man it's just it's so good i swear and i swear it's makes the food taste better like it really is like made with love man like and they do it they do it the way they do it man they 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 don't change anything like they they serve things on these like metal trays that they eat like they use in the himalayas you know like it's it's awesome there they and they have and one one thing that I always like to do when I go to, you know, a restaurant where, and we always do exactly what you said too, man. Like we find like the OG like restaurants where they don't like, they don't cut corners. Uh-huh. They like, they're screaming at each other in the kitchen or something, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, like grandma's with the kids at like one of the other tables, like rolling silverware or something, <laughs> you know, like those are my favorite spots, man. But yeah, like, you know, and I always just, you know, try to find whatever is, like, the most, you know, the what what they eat. You know, I don't want to eat anything that's, like, made for, you know, like, that's been developed for, like, foreigners to, like, introduce you to, like, this. Like, I want to eat, like, you know, what do you eat at home? Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I <laughs> yeah and it's like man like when people are so unhappy dude like americans are i'm just gonna say they're probably like 
super unhappy and they don't even realize it. They, like, I mean, they I think they do, but you know, like we, we gorge on fast food and like, you know, like once I started getting spiritual, like there's more layers to this. It's like fast food is processed food that is made from slaughtered animals who are incredibly unhappy and confined. So that is, and it come from generations of animals that were bred to be eaten. So there is all this yeah. trauma encoded in the meat already. Then we take that meat, we process it, and then we package it. We add all these like fake chemicals and preservatives and shit to it on top of the unhappy meat already. Then we <laughs> ship that off to like fast food places where people that are making the fast food like are unhappy and they're putting their yeah. unhappy like they don't even want to be at that job and they're like mm-hmm. being unhappy and then putting all this unhappy energy into the already unhappy energy food. Then if people eat that shit and not only is it like actually. Uh, physically uh, like unhealthy it's also spiritually unhealthy too and it's like and we all know like the funny thing is is like we know this we as americans were like oh man i I was just i gotta eat my shitty fast food i just i can't stop man i know it sucks but i love it you know yeah and it's like they're like proud of it too you know yeah it's like a badge of honor or something (laughs) (laughs) like this uh that guy on the supersize document supersize me documentary who like eats like seven big macs every day or something and it's like man like you are like committing suicide every single day yeah (laughs) but it's like but uh, well i think that's that's another thing too it's like you you brought up like when you go to a genuine authentic restaurant everything about it is genuine and authentic even the people and the way they greet you because you're sharing an experience together and this is this is what we're here to do we're here to share experiences with one another but here in America, we treat people as, as just transactionary programs. It's like I see some, uh, like, yeah. and I'm guilty of it too. I'm starting to break my cycle of this. It's like I'll go to a store and then I'll just like, you have this like immediate exchange with the person like, uh, it's this much. Thank you. Okay. Have a good one. Like I'll say that. I don't even think about like actually wishing that person to have a good day. I yeah. just say, have a good one. And then I walk away, you know, and it's like, we're like, thank you. Yeah. Like, it might as well be a robot taking my order. You know, like we don't look yeah. at people as people anymore. Yeah, man. Like, it. I mean, it's about to be robots. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you see self checkout more and more, like every day. Which I think um, could be a good thing if we go the right path with culture, because like when we free up people to, like, we just need to create a new body of work, which would be creative things. Like, the more yeah. time people have. Uh, the more creative they can get, but they have to understand that they can be creative. We're not yeah. America is not a society that encourages your creativity. See, this is I guess yeah. like we're kind of like rolling with all the things that collectively make up the American problem. It's like yeah. go to school, put your head down, don't stick out, do your homework, learn all this stuff that this broad topics <laughs> that you might never use, but uh, and just submit, yeah. submit, submit, worker bee, worker bee, worker bee. Yeah. I mean, and all those, like, all the um, creative programs, like, those are the first things to get cut. Yeah, like, absolutely. From, from school. And, like, music music programs, like, art programs, those are always the first to get cut because they're seen as, like, unnecessary. But, like, I don't, you know, I've never used the quadratic equation past, like, 10th grade, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like... Uh, but something I wanted to like uh, say about like the food thing is that's something that we're taught our whole life is you know that all life is sacred and you know like we're big hunters and gatherers too. Uh, mm-hmm. So like we're taught you know when like when you 
hunt an animal and take that animal like you like you approach that animal with like respect and you think you thank it you know you use every part that you like possibly can mm-hmm. uh and you know it's like a really emotional thing to take an animal's life and like we're always taught that and even like when gathering uh or hunt, uh, harvesting rather you know like my family like in the late summer every year we we go into the mountains and pick like choke cherries and like dig for like bear root and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, like all of these things but you know you're taught when whenever you take something from a plant you're taught you know you approach it and say like like when you take it you say thank you like you thank it like people don't think about that you know like they're alive man like the <laughs> they're alive and you you have to thank them and you never take more than you need you know yeah. like and we we believe that when you take care of mother earth she will take care of you and it really is just that simple. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that like I've been going through um, just these revelations and trying to like figure out my own spiritual practice. And one of the things that spirit was teaching us is like gratitude is incredibly important. Um, and so like anytime like, yeah, we have like a little garden and like I'll go out to get rosemary and I just like hold my hand on the plant. And I'm like, like, I just like talk to the plant and like I, I just thank it. And I'm like, like I because I know it's like probably hurts to pull off a, you know, part of this yeah. plant. So like I'm like and then I ask it like which which uh, le- like twig would you like me to take, you know, and then I, like whichever one catches my eye, like I'll pull that. And it's like I have a relationship with the things around us. And yeah. like, and that's what's like missing, man. It's like the <laughs> we've been so far removed from the element of like, yeah, taking an animal's life to consume it. So, of course, we wouldn't like respect that animal. It's like. You know, like, yeah, Native Americans use every part of the animal, but Americans get a fucking, like, four-patted cheeseburger and can't finish it and then just throw the fucking thing away because they're like, oh, man, I couldn't. Yeah. That was big. I couldn't finish that. And it's yeah. just like... Man, that, that really breaks my heart when I see people doing stuff like that. Like, or when I see people sending food back at a restaurant, like, oh, this isn't cooked. Like, this is, like, uh, well done, and I wanted it rare. And it's like, man, like, that thing was alive, bro. No, like dude. you're really just gonna be like throw this away and right? then bring me a new one like how like, pompous i feel like yeah i feel like i feel like when when people do that in a restaurant they should be showed like a picture of like a cow just like being slaughtered or something right? you're like this this is you want this like <laughs> this Absolutely. is this is what you're asking for right now <laughs> yeah but that's so funny that you dude i do the same thing though man with like every time because we have like a little herb garden in our backyard too and like you know just for like little things exactly like that like mint for drinks or something i'm just like i just go out there and i'm just like thank you like just just thank you yeah, like it, you don't have to be you don't have to be out in like the wilderness in the mountains to like be like you know to like appreciate the sanctity of all life like you can just you know your basil plant from from the store you know like thank your basil plant man like talk to your basil plant absolutely (laughs) it's like that that connection and it really does like i am gonna straight up say it it makes it taste better your appreciation of the food and and the what you're consuming makes it taste better yeah i i mean and knowing that you know you like approached it with like love and like truly were like thankful for what it had to offer and you know that it came you know it came from like however many steps away from your kitchen you know Mm -hmm. like that's you didn't you didn't get it from like a spice rack or something that you bought from like 
TJ Maxx or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I think this, I I feel like this. You watch this thing grow, like you water it. Yeah, dude, like you put love into it. And like, it's some, the most valuable thing you can spend on anything is your time and attention, you know, because we can't get that, that back. So if you're taking the time to like, I like, I just, just last night or the night before I wrote down uh, like an important, like I I write down these like little one-liners and it's like pause to honor. And like, like before you eat something, pause to honor it and think about what actually you're eating and be thankful for it, you know? And then that could be anything, anytime you want to pause to honor something, your ancestors, like pause for a minute and just think about your ancestors. Like that's pausing and uh, you're giving honor to them because your, your awareness is the most powerful thing that you are capable of. And you are putting your awareness on that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's something that's like so lost on just like people at this moment, you know, like people, you know, we're so obsessed with like these like rectangles of light and we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't, there's like never a moment to do exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, to pause to honor, you know, like you need, like think, think, think about just to think about your ancestors or think about, you know, the world around you. Like we, we always think of like outside is like outside, but like, that's, that's, that just is man like we created inside mm-hmm. we built houses and made inside like outside is what like the world is that that's the that's everything man like and that's where everything is that's where you know every, all, every animal is and every 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 other plant you know like that's this is that's where we used to exist and we like we have severed that connection yeah. uh I think it's a good segue into the topic I wanted to talk about, like cultural appreciation versus appropriation. Because like, mm-hmm. as, as I get spiritual, like this is, this is a, a, a strange thing for me to navigate, but I come from such a place of like genuine respect for culture and, and a quest for knowledge and, and understanding. So, and then mm. it's like, and then when our spiritual awakening happened, like Randy was channeling like African deities. So I learned all about like Yoruba and Ifa, and like, I actually like immersed myself in the culture and like learned about it and learned the context. But then like, I started to realize that there, it within, within the occult and all of these, there are all of these universal like through lines, these little like fundamental principles that underlie all traditions and mm-hmm. so I'm trying to figure out how I think maybe my approach is that I learn of a culture, I learn of the traditions, and then I. See, but it's funny because spirit only shows me the cultural or the tradition after I've already come up with something I thought was on my own, like you know, it's mm-hmm. like like <laughs> basically like thanking the basil plant and stuff like that. You know, it's like yeah. you start seeing those principles run through. So like, what's your take on uh, like? cultural appropriate i think my the best i could figure it out is that cultural appreciation is when you take nothing from the culture but you receive everything you know like you're receiving something Mm. from it and you're not taking it away um and but you know but cultural appropriation is like a a flaccid attempt at grabbing something that you don't understand you know what i mean i don't know but what do you think yeah yeah i mean i think I think that um, I think a lot of people they just want to show that they kind of are that that they that they like appreciate you know that they like this thing from that culture, but it's it, it's always kind of something that you see that is like only like surface like just on the surface or like something like ju- that's just kind of like a cosmetic 
Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's something that you can just like see, you know, like the bad thing is that they don't delve deeper into like the true understanding of like what those things can be. And that's kind of where you get people who are just, you know, doing things like wearing native American costumes or wearing, yeah, wearing like war bonnets and headdresses and, and stuff like that. Like maybe it's not coming from a place of hate, but you know, they're just ignorant and they don't know. Or, or yeah, like what I was saying uh, before about burning sage and stuff and like trying like smudging with sage or sweet grass and stuff. Like I see people kind of trying to do that a lot and I don't know, like they're trying, they try to do like these blessings and stuff when they don't really know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't take like the proper steps and you know, they're, they're performing, trying to perform blessings and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that I myself wouldn't even do uh-huh. you know you know i think i think they 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 want to seem like they're really cultural and stuff but i don't know i think a lot of people really need to learn to kind of just uh, appreciate from afar and mm-hmm. you know or i mean saying afar sounds like i don't know like too far away but like you can just stand on the sideline and you know watch and be a part of it like you can just experience thing, you know cultures and not have to yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like receive them, but yeah, just like re- receive it and experience it, rather than you know take it upon yourself to put a headdress on or yeah or burn sage or you know I don't know like other other things that people like even for like from all cultures you know just like as a mm-hmm. whole not just like Native American cultures of course. Yeah, I think maybe like it's sort of because I'm trying to figure because like because I incorporate practice into my personal practice but also like i guess i do it in a way too that's like very personal to me like i mean i guess i i'll offer my i think what i yeah because i'm trying like this is helping me deconstruct like where i'm at because i believe like we as a society we need to become a more spiritual society because we have been like you said the cut off from that connection uh, and all of us have been lost and confused, and then culture has developed in certain ways without that magic, that anchor to something more. So now we find ourselves in this, like, people that want to burn sage and do this, like, they're grasping for that magic, and they, they're trying to find yeah. that connection. Um, but I think we have to sort of navigate this by looking at the cultural backdrop and the history of what's happened, because yeah, the, you know colonizers literally tried to erase an entire people and their culture uh mm-hmm. and then when you pull something from that culture without like fully understanding it and fully respecting it you're essentially just perpetuating the erasure and subversion of a culture you know what i mean i guess that's yeah absolutely no i told I, that makes perfect sense yeah I, I feel like we need to i feel like everybody should have a ritual uh and, and they should yeah figure out how to do that like what works best for themselves um and and i i feel like there's a way to go about learning culture and and doing your absolute genuine best to actually understand it rather than uh yeah like wearing a headdress at a at a burning man festival or something it's like (laughs) you know if if you're just like coupling that together like that's totally not like all right all these coachella girls are there just to wear a headdress that's something you know that like 
I mean, I, th- I think people just need to know that they cannot wear those things. Like, that's another thing, you know, like my dad wouldn't put on like a war bonnet or something, you know, like those are the things you yeah. see with like the, the big feather headdresses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, well, I, think, I think that's a great point. Like if, yeah, I think that's a great point, because like if you look at it, like that is like iconically a Native American headdress, like 100 yeah. percent like that is a cultural icon you know iconography so yeah. it's like so specifically has it holds an importance to a culture of people mm-hmm. and that have been historically like robbed of their culture so i yeah. think that's where the insensitivity comes from it's because when you look at the entirety of the story you know yeah 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 i think people just like i mean because i mean it's such a beautiful thing you know it's like mm-hmm. it's so cool to see but I think people, pe- they, they see that and they think it's like an aesthetic, you know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to stem from people like in America kind of not really having their own culture. Yeah. So they're like grasping at all of these things to like kind of invent their own. And since they have nothing, since nothing is sacred to them, they don't understand that entire concept. Yeah, like that's a great at point. all. That's a great point. Yeah, because I, I know me growing up like. I just knew that I was white, you know, like it wasn't until Ancestry.com came around that like I even traced back (laughs) to even know what I was like. I was like, I was just a white guy, you know. So, of course, like Mm -hmm. we never like that's, I guess, like another perspective on it on the on the American problem is that like white people have no culture. White people have nothing that's sacred. And so because their whole entire history is built on blazing over other people's culture you know Mm -hmm. and that's just the fact of it and that's where we're living at in this post uh colonial era you know so Mm -hmm. i think yeah what because there are like uh like the celts and you know all the pagans and stuff they same thing happened to them call colonialists like romans and stuff they they like blasted through there so it's like as a white person too like you have a maybe that's a good part like you have a culture that you could trace back a lineage and then yeah. you'll find that your pagan or ancestors or whatever, their traditions run parallel to Native American traditions or African traditions. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was actually in, like, Ireland a couple of years ago. And, like, we saw, uh, we were, like, in the hotel. We were watching, like, this thing about, like, the, like, the Celtic pagan traditions and stuff. And, man, like, I do not know how this is not, like, huge for them. Like, I don't know how there's not, like people in america who are like irish and celtic you know have those like backgrounds who are who are like fully embracing those things because like if they if they really just looked at that like they they would see like how you know con- how connected that kind of belief system like that paganism was like is like is with like the earth man like there are so many parallels with like native american like cultures and stuff with them you know like they they wear like i will from what I, what I saw, you know, they're mm-hmm. like wearing like animal furs and stuff, and they're like, you know, the the, the way that they're dancing and celebrating, like around fire. I mean, and like, thank them for Halloween too, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're so they're so connected to the nature, and that like it's like truly rooted in 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 like worshiping just nature, man. And it's that that's so cool to see, and I I feel like. You know, if they just looked into their own cultures, like they could be so so proud of. I mean, not just that, but like, you know, all all the people like can look. I I think that there is like there's beauty in every culture. You know, like Mm -hmm. I don't. 
and you know I could do better to educate myself on like those two I guess like of like European like all the Germanic tribes and stuff mm-hmm. like you know because I know nothing of that and I live here <laughs> <laughs> man how cool would it be as like if we all just started making a point to like research our own cultures and reconnect and then help other people understand like like become ambassadors of our own cultures and then share that and then start seeing where yeah. all of these universal principles lie and then like maybe that's yeah. maybe that's the way to the next uh, phase of you know human evolution and human progress is to recognize the universality of of everything. Yeah, man, man, that like that kind of like gave me goosebumps when you said that because like imagining a world like that where it's like fully embracing like your ancestral like cultures and traditions, man, like that is like that I want to see that. Yeah, world. like Dude. I really because I I I, I want to see what it would. Be look like even just walking down the street like what would like what people would be wearing and stuff you know like no that would be amazing (laughs) and then see and then like i think it's gonna i think we can actually like that's what i'm fighting for with irreverentism is like a global universal society built of individuals and that embrace individualism as a collective unit and look at diversity as what makes us like as our superpower you know and i think we're gonna have this awkward conversation that is uh, that that we're going to have to kind of work through about cultural appropriation and versus appreciation because of our history. But I could truly see a world that if we start having these conversations and we start being open about how we've all been cut from our genuine connection, that I think we could move towards a world where cultural appropriation isn't even a thing because everybody recognizes the value and appreciation of all culture. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, like, you know, that that just... I just started thinking of, uh, like powwows, man. Like I really, I love powwows. Uh, are you, are you familiar? No, with, but yeah, please uh, explain it. Because it's see that there, there's a thing too. It's like, as a kid, I was always taught the word powwow. It's like, let's have a powwow. And it just became, like a, yeah. it just became like, just sit down and talk, but like it mm-hmm. lost all kinds of magic or any kind of perspective. And it just became a word to like, sit down and talk. Yeah. Dude, sick. Like, I hope I hope I can take you to a powwow someday, man. I because there, that it, dude. It was, oh my god, I would be so honored. Dude, it's man. like, it's one of the coolest things. Like, I I think that you can experience. Like, pow. So powwows are just like a gathering of native people from like all tribes. I mean, just people, man. Like anyone can come to the powwow. Everyone's welcome at the powwow, man. Like, I mean, you just have to like. There, there's things that non-natives just shouldn't do, you know, like don't be taking pictures of people or Absolutely. taking videos, like, yeah. like, uh, don't say like costume, like the proper word is regalia, mm-hmm. you know, don't like, don't def, definitely don't touch any feathers or like, you know, just stuff like that. But otherwise, man, like it's, it's a, it's a really good time. So powwows, yeah, it's a gathering. So basically there's like a cent, like an arena, like uh, like a circle and around around the edges there are drum groups mm. uh, and this is this is what I did growing up with my dad and stuff we were like in a drum group and we would travel the country going to different powwows and stuff singing and some people they they make their living like this you know like going to powwows and stuff because people compete at powwows like drum groups oh really compete at powwows and yeah dancers compete at powwows and like yeah man and like man it's like so beautiful to see all the regalia all the different styles of dancing like and like all the tribes they 
like each one you see differences in in, in their regalias and like their beadwork and like the, their style of dancing and there's really 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 cool uh styles of dancing like there's i wish i wish like i could just show you right now but yeah Dude, there's well, like, you're giving me chills just painting the picture because like I yeah man like how beautiful it is like there's like like yeah like grass dancing and fancy dancing like i i i i really would love for like people to look up videos of this stuff like because it's really amazing but yeah like grass dancing fancy dancing like fancy shawl dancing um yeah there's just like women's traditional men's traditional yeah they're like chicken dancing hoop dancing is crazy yeah, but yeah, like men's fancy dancing is like that's like a really a crowd favorite like nice it's man it's 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 wild but yeah people people come to sing people come to dance people just come to like be there and like it's like a celebration of like life and healing like pe- people dance you know we dance and we sing because like we truly believe that it's like healing and you know we do it for those who can't you know it's like especially like the dancers you know they it's such a connection to like the ancestors you know that we like like keep these things so alive man like this is like people think like go back to like the john lennon thing like people don't think that there's like native americans anymore but man there's like everywhere and like powwows are just like a perfect example of that because you see all these different people from all these different tribes and all these different styles of dancing and singing and and it's not only that too like there's you know like you get food there people come there to sell like their crafts their beadwork their like you know Man. like their art and like all of this stuff God, it Man, it's so like, amazing it's like everything it's dude, like it's, that's what my inside of my head looks like like i want life to yeah, be like man, that dude, i swear this is where the idea of festivals come from because like it is like it's the best time like i man i am such uh like an introverted person but like and i like i cannot be around groups of like big like crowds of people but like man i love powwows I, awesome. I i love dude, dude it's I, i'm telling you it's that's just a... something that i don't know it's 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 such a beautiful thing man and i think like if if more people would like really see it like you know the the culture is like so strong and alive like and like it it can't be killed man like there is nothing that can like it can't be destroyed because kids kids are starting like i started singing when i was like yeah six years old you know uh kids kids start dancing when you know they're like babies basically as soon as they can walk like some kids start dancing like you'll see you'll see kids like babies in regalia you know they can't really dance but they're you know they're out there That's awesome. and uh you know there's like even yeah you'll and you'll see like the the dancing competitions and stuff like all like all the different like age groups and um styles and stuff but they'll also have like intertribals and intertribal what that is is like everyone can come out into the arena like everyone like you can go out onto the floor and like you know everyone just like you know it's kind of basically everyone kind of just like walks around like the circle and like you know kind of like dancing and stuff but Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just such a like a welcoming thing man and it's just it's just beautiful to see like all all of these people come together for you know everyone goes there for different reasons but everyone loves it it's just i don't know you 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 can't you can't help but feel it there dude i every time i watch like a video of like a haka or any kind of indigenous ceremony or something like i cry every time every single time i am just in tears because like 
I'm just yeah. in awe of the, you just feel the spirit of that. Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah, like I'm feeling emotional now. Just think it, just imagining it. Yeah. And it's like, this is oh, and, that. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like powwows are like, you know, they're normally like two to four days long. Man. Wow. Like it's not just like, it's not just like a one day like deal. Like it's, it's at a full like experience, man. It's, I, I it's, wonder, I don't know what to describe. It to, I wonder if maybe, to... maybe there's like part of a solution there um, of like, like if people were to like, because I actually, I didn't know you could go to powwows and things. And I wonder if like there was more of a dialogue that opened of like to share this culture and like people to realize that like you could actually, I wonder if there was a way to make this that it didn't seem like, insensitive or something but people that go and actually mm-hmm. just and genuinely appreciate the culture and like see what it's about and be educated from the people first and foremost like is, i'm i'm assuming that probably yeah. happens does it is that a big yeah, scale I mean, thing? That, that happens man there like you will you'll definitely see like you know like white people and stuff out there you really have to approach it like the right way you know you just have to come from like a place of love and like you really you really want to just understand like that's why like i don't think you know, and some people, you know, will not have like a really good attitude about it, which I think is kind of understandable, like uh, an attitude about like, you know, other people being there. Yeah. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that. Um, well, I think it's good to note that we can't paint in broad brushes like every person of like with like black people and, and like there there are different people within the community that will feel different ways about things and naturally so. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. And we, I think we have to be understanding and inclusive of all of the perspectives and feelings that come along with the history mm-hmm. of culture and what has happened to peoples. Yeah. So yeah. So what I was saying is like that. You know, people need to like you just just go there with like a with like love. You know, out of love and just really just experience it you know and yeah. and really just yeah no just keep your phone in your pocket yeah dude <laughs> keep, don't like, bring don't bring a camera keep uh, your phone in your pocket that's the thing be for respectful me. it's like even even like i go to burning man like I, i've been and like i turned my phone off for an entire week like because it's like mm-hmm. people have forgotten that it's about the experience not about retelling the experience or sharing yeah, the experience not through the your proof. phone yeah the <laughs> pro- yeah exactly the proof that you were there like and that's the, i think that's another thing we've been subvert it's like we have no culture like or magic that, so all we have is like to show people look at i'm interesting because i was somewhere you know, yeah. like they're trying to look, insert themselves. Look at what I did. Yeah, but it's like it's not about showing other people that you were there. It's about what you received from being there. Yeah, 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 man. Oh man, we got to make that happen someday. I got. Dude, <laughs> I, it's like I can almost see it in the future. It's like I feel it in the future, man. Like it's, I would love yeah. that, and I think that's part of like. I think after everything's really bad, like the ugly parts of this reckoning that's coming and like the justice and the conversation that's happening, I really do see us on the verge of the next great human renaissance, man. Like, yeah, we just have to like, because everybody's being like secluded in their own thing and they're missing people and they're missing interaction, they're missing experience. And I think Mm -hmm. people are going to come out of this much more open to other people and other experience. Yeah, definitely. Like I would love, I would love to see, you know, like, powwow like on a much grander scale you know like as in like the attention you know what i Mm -hmm. mean because dude i think i think it's it's such a i don't know it's kind of like a healing and just like life-giving um experience Mm -hmm. you know like i i as many i don't even know how many powwows i've been to my life but it's like i've never gotten tired of it man like 
<laughs> yeah. Like throughout my entire like childhood, up until you know I like left home, you know, like it was for as long as I can remember, you know, like my earliest memories. I have very very early memories from like being at powwows and stuff, like, and you know they that allowed me to like you know see so much of the country and you know see so many other like how how other tribes do things and like you know like like i hear their languages and see like the way they dance and see you know the things that they lived in or you like their their customs you know because like it's not all the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like for example southern style singing is with like uh like low voices you know Mm -hmm. like that's how we sing but like northern style is like really high and it's like it's it's crazy it's like intense it's like yeah man uh man i gotta send you some i gotta send you some music and videos free reign send me all of the stuff i want to see it all i want to learn i want to absorb it yeah dude dude, i will send you like you are gonna love all the videos that i'm sending you man like i i i watched uh i just saw this video today of like these um these grass dancers, I wish I could explain it better, but these, these two grass dancers, they're actually father and, and son. And it was like, it was such an emotional video because they were in the same division and they ended up having to do a tiebreaker against each other. Oh, And man, it's like, it's, it's, it's so like, you, oh, dude, you're going to so have tears it. in your eyes. Man. I'm so into <laughs> it, man. It's like, th- this is the thing too, is that dance and rhythm is universal, man. Like, there's a magic in dance, and every culture does it. What is the one thing that every culture inexplicably does? It's dance. And nobody knows yeah. why, but you know what it feels like. You know, like, what you yeah. get from dancing. And yeah. so, like, dude, I have this, like, irreverentism experiment that I want to, like, organize a global dance party where we pick a universal nice. time and, like, have as many people just dancing. You could live stream it if you want, whatever, but it's, like... <laughs> Like, imagine, like, a giant percentage of the world all dancing at one time, feeling that vibration. And then there's this thing called the HeartMath Institute that actually, uh, they have 12 sensors yeah, around yeah. the world to, like, actually yeah. uh, check, like, anomalies. I, in... Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, really? I mean. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for the listeners, there's... Uh, the, uh, yeah, the HeartMath Institute actually measures fluctuations, and they, they actually have seen anomalies, like, during major world events and things like that. They actually see shifts in, like, so it's, like, people's vibe actually affects the planet. So I want to contact them and see if they notice any sort of, like, shift in the That's data awesome. when, like, the whole world is dancing. Can you imagine, like, how healing yeah, and, like, amazing that would be? Yeah, dude, that would be amazing. Dude, that actually uh, makes me... Like I, uh, I want to bring up um, like the bear dance. So mm-hmm. like the bear dance is something that the U tribe does. Um, it's something that we do. You're gonna love this. <laughs> so when the new year starts, we we wait for the first thunder of the year. So when the first thunder rolls in, that means spring is coming, mm. and that means that it's like time to prepare for bear dance. And this that and what the bear dance is is like. We're welcoming spring back to the earth, like, and like the, uh, we're like waking the bears, calling the bears down from the mountains because we know that when the bears come down, back down, like everything is alive again. Mm. So uh, it's it, it's pretty hard to explain, but th- and this is one of my favorite things. Like this is like right up there with powwows, if not more, like bear dance. Like the it's it's 
such uh like the the whole tribe is like it's just so alive man like for that time of the year like just to like bring spring back to the world like you know to like you know and it like we do this outside you know and um it doesn't matter if it's raining it doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees or anything like people are out there and like we we don't stop and uh uh oh so like another thing kind of about that is like you people like uh we don't hunt bears or anything i don't know have you ever seen a bear skeleton uh you know what i actually have not but i bet i love skeletons dude okay so if you look at one it looks very 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 similar to a human skeleton so we believe really? that they're like one and the same with us Interesting. and like so that's why we don't hunt them and that's like why it's like so we call them back down you know yeah. like that they're one with us and that it's you know just bringing back spring and like waking the earth mm-hmm. which is something that is just so awesome and i really i really wish so so it's it's actually we have really strict rules that prohibit um like photography and like uh filming and stuff mm-hmm. like, i i put i put i put some of it on my on my instagram actually but um just pictures i put one video but i didn't keep that on there but yeah man it's it's amazing like the dancing and the singing is it's um and so for on the last day actually uh so for and the last dance like uh i don't remember exactly when they start like the last song but when they start the last song they do not stop until the sun goes down and or or until people like falls it's kind of so when you're bear dancing it's like you're with a partner and essentially, you're there. You're in a corral, a circular corral, and you're together, like basically, like running back and forth to each end of the corral. Uh-huh. And of course, some people will fall. And that that last dance is kind of a game between the singers and the and the dancers. Wow. So if the sun goes down, that means that the dancers win that year. But if someone falls before the sun goes down, then that means the singers win that year. Uh-huh. And yeah, man, it's it's really awesome. I wish I I really wish I could show you this too because I think I think that's so something that you would love, dude. I, uh, if you're ever <laughs> back in the states and like it works out, like I would love to see something like that. Yeah, man. I mean, if not, like definitely a powwow because those are happening all year long. Yeah, uh, that, I, dude. Know, I'm those, so glad you told are... me about that. I'm definitely gonna like start looking into that and. Um, you know, and and I think, um, yeah, we have like, like I said, I want to bring you back like for a couple of times because we have like so much still that we could talk about. And like, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you want to like include in this one that we didn't get to? I know we talked about um, uh, just like some some maybe like was it common misunderstandings or something of Native American people or. Um... Yeah, I think, yeah, so I guess, I guess actually one of them, you know, is that people, I think a lot of the times really just think that natives can just like that, you just are native, you know, you're just, you're just a Native American, like, and all you do is like, wake up in the morning and like, pray to your creator and like, offer tobacco or something and like, go into the forest and, or, you know, like all the, or, or, you know, whatever they think their idea of a native american is Mm -hmm. when they don't think about them as like just normal people you know like of just like that native americans just go to university or like move away from home 
to like pursue their dreams like yeah like like how i was telling you my like my dad man he other than being uh like a hunter and fisher and like he actually is a drum maker as well like he makes these drums that you see at powwows and stuff mm -hmm. but um he makes haunted houses like and he's been doing that since yeah. i was a kid you know for, and and my little brother he's like starting to be a rapper and stuff right now you know and he and, and he plays basketball you know they're natives do like so many things like there's bo like native boxers you know i can you you can look up jim thorpe uh, he was a like the uh, native american football player like back in the day like when they wore like leather helmets oh wow you know like <laughs> natives are just people like anyone else man and they want to do like other things just like every uh, like all other people like not all natives just stay on the res and only exist on the res like they we go out into the world and have dreams too yeah <laughs> i think the i think the the message here is like we shouldn't we shouldn't invent what people are or in our own minds. Yeah. We should actually wow, venture out to just discover, to learn who they actually are. You know, mm -hmm. what's your uh, your brother? Does he have like a YouTube or like an Instagram or like a rap? Like, has he got any stuff uh, out that we can promo his, his stuff? His artist name is Kuzi C O U S Y. Okay. Um, he actually just released like a song and a video his his song is called silly thoughts nice. by koozie so i'm sure you could uh oh dude you know it's like, on soundcloud and youtube and stuff dude actually like i i really like to like end uh revolution radio with like songs actually so if you like if oh, you wouldn't mind i would love to tack the song on the end of this episode oh oh yeah man like he'll he would love that oh right on. <laughs> cool well after this we'll, we'll i'll talk and i'll figure out how to get a song from you but yeah, yeah. so We'll do that. But yeah, like that's that's a really powerful thing. And it's it's so absurdly simple that we kind of don't really think about it is that we they, we know archetypal details about people and some of those details are learned from skewed or not necessarily the best of places. Uh, but then we take those points that what we think we know, and then we fill in the rest of the blanks about people. And we do this for everyone, you know? And I think it's time that we, we start realizing those blanks that we fill in are actually already full by who these people are. And we should, yeah. we should learn that from them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think people could do a lot for learning. Like, you know, I think, I think people in America, like, I think people in america should really learn a lot more about like native american culture and stuff especially since they are occupying that land yeah, absolutely <laughs> and it's like just such a beautiful thing that you know that and they can only learn from it there i don't i don't think that there's any kind of like bad things within any of the native like philosophies like belief systems that you know you could misconstrued or anything like it's it's really just like that all life is sacred and we are all one and we need to take care of each other. And when we take care of the earth, she will take care of you. Absolutely, man. And I believe that through like the earth is telling us, man, that our choices are not right. And like, mm -hmm. like with like the, the pandemic COVID-19 and stuff stopping the world. It's like mother earth saying, Hey guys, <laughs> 
time to course correct <laughs> and, and realize that you guys need to like respect each other and work together and not be so divided because we are yeah. all one people and we are all one with this planet that we live on. Right. Yeah, man. Well, dude, um, I think like, so there's so much more that I want to talk about and unpack and, but I'll have you back and then we'll, we'll start discussing. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about like, uh, different, uh, ways that we can help different, uh, maybe like organizations or something like you're, you're going to find a list and stuff and we'll talk more yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. like uh, specific stuff. Yeah. Right on. And then we'll, and then also, yeah, I want to, uh, next time I want to also like get more in depth into the culture and like customs and, and just like, uh, you know, really learn. But yeah. I think they did like a cool, we did like a nice broad overview of, of things. Yeah. There's a lot of like things that I still kind of want to bring up and stuff, but I mean, which is good because I think we have a lot more to talk about. For sure, yeah. So, <laughs> dude, well, thanks so much for uh, guesting here, and I look forward to like our our coming up conversations. And um, where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, um, Instagram, Full Metal Carrick, K A R A K. I'm sure. Yeah, on Twitter as well. That's about it. Same same handle, Full Metal Carrick. Yes, I believe. I th- I'm pretty sure the Twitter is ex- is exactly the same. It might be V's instead of A's, or something, <laughs> on Twitter. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, follow follow him on uh, you know all of the the things because the the Instagram is. Uh, I love your art, dude. It's so good. Thank you, man. And uh, I would, oh, <laughs> we should do another episode too about it. Cause like just getting to know you as an artist too, because like your art is super okay. cool. And uh, because like people cool, like, yeah, that's the thing like that I want people to realize people are multi-layered, you know, like you have many, you <laughs> yeah. have many things that make up the story of you, you know, like you're, you're Filipino, yeah, you, you grew up like with native Americans and in the culture and now you live in Germany and you know, it's like, there's so many <laughs> awesome, like cool, diverse points to your story. Thank you, man. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that until like now, I guess, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The, the things that I'm learning is that, uh, we we almost transcend our stories at a certain point and all these things that we think are unrelated are actually in fact very powerful symbology like symbolisms and context into who we are and the story that we tell because now we're you and i are meeting and we have our threads have crossed so now we have been telling our individual story and now we're going to begin to weave a story together of some sort and what that is i'm excited to find out me too man like this is this is awesome and i love i love that this ball is just rolling now right on man uh, me too because it's it's long overdue and because like we yeah. said we both just love humanity and we just want yeah. people to like enjoy people man, it's, yeah, man. it seems so simple celebrate but it's so everyone hard. right on man well until next time <laughs> all right thanks so much man yeah thank you man the way all power to the people and now here is Kusi with Silly Thoughts. Just search Kusi, C-O-U-S-Y, Silly Thoughts on YouTube, and you can watch the music video for this. And it looks like you can find him on SoundCloud, at Supreme Wave, W-A-V-E. Enjoy. I, I guess my question is, do you, do you think it's too late for me? What? I mean, am, am, am I just doomed to be the person that I am, the, the person in that book? 
It's not too late for me. Is it? It's, it's not too late. Diane, I need you to tell me that it's not too late. Okay. I, 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 I need you to tell me that I'm a good person. I know that I can be selfish and narcissistic and self-destructive, but underneath all that deep down, I'm a good person, and I need you to tell me that I'm good. Diane, tell me, please, Diane, tell me that I'm good. Boys want you for your symmetry But I respect you for your vibe and authenticity When I am around there is a sense of urgency With plenty of thinking of what we could be Talking with you I feel like I'm at peace Blowing with you feel so swift like the breeze Baby for you I have infatuation Girl you a beauty don't need confirmation Beauty so striking lose all concentration No I'm in love how could I be mistaken can't fall in love again Think I'm losing my breath I believe some things, I believe some things So you can keep it, you can spend it all You got it, you got it Stay in my lane, you know I'm never changing. I love this a canvas, so let's get to painting. Keep it 100, no girl, I ain't playing for sure. I want you when I never debate it. I'm falling for you, baby girl. You know I love you too.